0: let yourself and your life be take my hand and follow me soon enough you'll see we'll be at the place that's happening at the sweet ocean sweet ocean face kiss today i worked hard i was out in the wind in the heat of the day sweating so hard i could feel it beating on the backs of my knees as i stood ten feet up a ladder and carefully pushed air out behind a sheet of plastic The motion was that of waves washing back and forth, and as I drifted with them, they began to drag across the glittering sand in my mind, blending with the pulsing rhythm pumped into my ears via headphones, and I was lost in the work. I was only out there for about three hours, but three hours of nothing but work and the ability to turn off one's own thoughts was a blessing. I'm sore now, of course. Working out in the heat, on ladders is something I haven't had to do in months. People needed my help, and I went and did just that. There's that popular saying about the importance of the journey over the destination, and a similar one about the friends you make along the way. I think I misappropriate those sayings a lot. I guess bend their meaning would be a better description. I had a conversation recently about my experience with depression, and compared it to being on a road trip with friends where you are the driver, and you know you're going to run out of gas before the next station, but you don't say anything to anyone about it because you know it's going to be bad for a while. But it won't be the end of the trip, and you don't want people to worry or to freak out, so you just pretend that everything's okay. You prepare mentally for the breakdown, but you don't know where or when it will happen. You don't know how far from help you'll be, and you don't know how everyone will react when it does happen. You never know which of your friends will be affected or how bad, and who's to say if some kind stranger will pick you up and help you get the gas you need. You can't plan on much, but you could talk to the people around you even if they can't do anything about it besides sympathize and help you prepare mentally. After my long analogy, I jokingly added that life is about the journey and not the mental health refill station. They rebutted, telling me that maybe it should be a little bit more about those stations. I guess that change in perspective is why we make those friends along the way. Instead of making another whole episode about depression, let's distract ourselves for a moment. I'm going to take us way back to the before times, when a few of my friends would throw together some DIY music shows in a variety of backyards, living rooms, and basements. If you are not familiar with the DIY scene, imagine bands touring to get their name out combined with local artists who love the craft and wonderful performances by people who travel and just live off of their art. All of this is hosted at small venues for enough cash to grab gas and food to last until the next house show. Through the hard work and the kindness of the hosts, the planners, and the artists, strange and wonderful things were possible. For a beautiful moment in life, these shows appeared before me about once a month or so, and I did everything I could to make it to all of them. The first draw to them was, of course, their amazing posters. I love a good collage, and these were great. Frabduously framed chaotic cutouts of persons overlapping places, overlapping flowers, overlapping sliver slices of art complete with sharpie accents and text, all photocopied to a blending grayscale of perfection. I admit to owning a collection of these posters, in addition to a collection of the CDs from the shows themselves. And those shows? Well, I once caught a folk punk performance packed shoulder to shoulder in the living room. We jumped as they jumped, and we sang as they sang, and in the fire of the crescendo climax, when the band literally sank into the furniture to finish the final verse of the final song, we exploded with applause. I once attended a backyard show where one of the artists played a song that featured a jump scare. At the same show, a particular and wild human taped down some keys on a keyboard and sang songs about cats that I still can't shake out of my head. That evening, as the sun set behind the stage made of plywood, lamps, and extension cords, and we sat on folding chairs and blankets, we became lost in the beauty and oddity of the night. We watched a collection of local artists, friends many of them, put on their sets and wow crowds of familiar faces and the ever-changing flow of people who would somehow find out about the event. Friends from hours away would sometimes show up to either watch or perform, and every show was, in its own way, magic. As all things do, and especially with the advent of the apocalypse, the shows ended. But they weren't without their own grand finale. A cold October chill had moved the backyard show down into the warmth of the basement. In our frantic rush to get everyone set up to keep the show on time, the artists and attendees blended in the chaotic mix of the movement of equipment. We knew the names of the performers by the poster alone, and as each set came up, we were entranced in different and amazing ways by our new friend's power over music. A few local favorites warmed us up as unfamiliar faces plugged in their various arrays. The first artist I didn't recognize rattled and radiated a series of songs that vibrated my very being. The music was reminiscent of the ghosts of songs I remember from my childhood, and it took me on strange journeys. The next artist was modern, practiced, and professional. They wowed us with a dazzling setlist that elevated the energy in the basement and seemed to whip everyone up into a mess of giddy excitement. Then it happened. The closing act. A tall, thin, unassuming human plugged in a series of laptops and strapped in a guitar up so high on their frame they could have kissed it on the base of the neck while they played. The sound that came from this person would have been a classic 50 years ago, but their style, stance, and spirit lended a modern, albeit bizarre, flair. The music bounced from hypnotic droning to tambourine-laced explosive expressions. The whole thing was cranked up the slightest hint of too high, but as it happened to us, as we experienced it, it was perfect. Walking out of the basement that night was like waking up too early and walking into a winter morning you're unprepared for. I felt disoriented and I wanted to go back into the warmth of a dream that had no particular meaning but was comforting nevertheless. I hugged my friends and bade them good night, not knowing that it would be the last show, but I couldn't have asked for a better way to pin it. Let's jump back into the present for the rest of our time together this week. I ventured out of my apartment and actually played a few board games. Small groups of trusted people, of course, respectful of each other's boundaries and expectations. All that in mind, we made it work. It was nice to be around people and do an activity that brought back the flicker of normalcy. We used to have some pretty amazing board game nights at my dad's house back in the before times. Back then, we'd get a group of a dozen or more people and divide into games or play with the whole party. Over the years, we amassed quite the collection and had something for everyone. I definitely want to tell some of those stories, but I'll do it when I have a little bit more time. Beyond the board games, I picked up some watercolor paper and I'm going to give that hobby a go again. It gives me an excuse to sit at my desk and put an audiobook in my ear again. With my new role at work, I haven't been able to disappear into some fiction for quite some time. Between going on evening walks and being able to put brush to paper, I'm hopeful that I can get through a book or two a month. A far step from the two books a week I was managing for a while there, but my wallet will be happy for the lighter load, and my brain will be happy for the opportunity to escape. In my first foray back, I painted a tree and a snail. For as long as I can remember, I've had a morning ritual that I know other people out there enjoy as much as I do. I get up before anyone else in the house, pour a bowl of cereal, and turn on a breakfast show, typically a short episode of a cartoon or something simple to digest. My earliest memories of this ritual involve me climbing onto countertops in order to reach the bowls in the cupboards and watching classic Saturday morning cartoons. I remember watching Beast Wars before class in the third grade the real adventures of Johnny Quest while I lived up in Oregon, the T-vote recordings of various Toonami shows throughout high school, and whatever strange anime my friends would loan me throughout college. Honestly, it's my favorite time to watch TV. Lately, I've been feeling rather nostalgic, and I've been re-watching shows that I remember fondly during this breakfast meditation. With fall fast approaching, it's time for two of my favorite shows. First, which is funny because I'm going to watch it second, is Over the Garden Wall, if you haven't seen it yet, now's a great time. It will get you all fired up for the wean times with its absurd humor, touching moments, terrifying flash visuals, and rock facts. Second, but next in my queue, is Cowboy Bebop. A new genre unto itself, if you believe the story it tells you. A neo-noir space-western action comedy. I make it a point to watch the show every other year or so, and since its movie is Halloween-themed, the time is upon me. I think this nostalgic dive is a way of comforting myself, submerging myself into the favorite and familiar and really engaging with the fall feelings. I guess a part of me is also just trying to hurry the year along. All things considered, I still remain hopeful for the future. Humans need hope. Without it, we're just hungry. Thanks for tuning in. Nothing really new to announce or talk about at the end of the show. With how crazy everything is in the world, I have a hard time doing more than the bare minimum at times. I'm still trying, though, and I'm not going to miss a week. Not by choice, anyway. I'm on iTunes, and there's a Facebook page. I love hearing comments and getting feedback. And hey, if you want to watch those shows along with me, let me know and I can shoot you my rough schedule. I love talking about stuff like that with my friends. So, until next week, see you, Space Cowboy.